0: Today, we meet the grandsons of Abraham who are in competition starting in the womb. But we soon find out the older will serve the younger. On the Bible Brief, God is the main character of the Bible story. From the very beginning, we see God create everything. And from the first sin, we see him express a plan to make things right again. As humanity expands upon the earth after the flood, we begin to see God's narrowing choice of how he's going to fix the world that has gone astray. From Noah's three sons, Shem was chosen. And from among all the Shemites, Abraham was chosen. From among Abraham's sons, Isaac was chosen. And we'll soon see, God chooses one of Isaac's sons as well. He's not making his choices based on what anyone has done or will do. He's making his choices to accomplish his own plan. And as part of that plan, he's narrowing down the channel through which he's going to do a major action in human history. Because while God's means are narrow, his plan is wide. God's plan involves blessing the whole world. It's an expansive plan that leaves nothing in creation untouched and yet it's accomplished in a particular way. From all the earth, he chooses a single family line. And from here in the story, we'll continue to see that family line narrow until the seed is finally revealed. That singular individual who will defeat the serpent and bless all the nations of the world. Let's see this narrowing of God's choice in action as we read about the sons of Isaac and Rebekah. We're going to start in Genesis 25, Verse 19. These are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Isaac, and Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel the Aramean of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Aramean, who was to be his wife. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah his wife conceived. Notice just briefly here the similarity between Isaac's position and Abraham's position. Abraham had come to the land with a barren wife, and yet trusted the promise of God for offspring. Here, Isaac is in the land with his barren wife, and trusting just the same. And we soon find the Lord granting Isaac's prayer for children, a reminder to us that God is the one who accomplishes his promise, even if that means making the barren fruitful. Let's keep reading. The children struggled together within her. And she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So Rebecca went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. Here we see God's choice. He's choosing the younger over the older and signaling that this choice is going to have generational consequences. Notice that as the twins are struggling in Rebecca's womb, God says that two nations and two peoples are within your womb. These twins within Rebekah will become two nations divided from each other, and yet the younger brother and his nation will have dominance over the older. This demonstrates a theme that's popped up since we began the Bible story. Most often what we see is not the older brother inheriting the promise and the blessing, but rather we see a younger brother receive the promise. It wasn't Cain's line through which the seed would come. It was his younger brother, Seth. It wasn't Ishmael that would continue the promises to Abraham. It was his younger brother, Isaac. And here we see that it's not the older brother, but the younger brother who will be dominant. God's choices. Are often unexpected compared to what man might choose soon these two boys who would become nations are born when her days to give birth were completed behold there were twins in her womb the first came out red all his body like a hairy cloak so they called his name esau afterward his brother came out with his hand holding esau's heel so his name was called jacob isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. We're given lots of little nuggets that we could focus on for a while here, but I'll draw your attention to just two. First is that Isaac is 60 years old when Rebekah gives birth. They had been married 20 years, so they were in a position again not unlike Abraham, waiting and waiting for God's promise of offspring. Second, we see the younger brother Jacob grasping the heel of his older brother Esau as they're born this small action comes to essentially characterize the relationship of the two twin brothers. And the narrative quickly jumps forward several years to the first example of the younger brother grasping at the heels of the older. When the boys grew up, Esau, the older brother, was a skillful hunter and a man of the field, while Jacob, the younger brother, was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game But Rebekah loved Jacob. Once, when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stew, for I'm exhausted. Therefore his name was called Edom, which means red. Jacob said, Sell me your birthright now. Esau said, I'm about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Here we see Jacob, the younger brother, asserting dominance through the foolishness of his older brother. After Esau had come in from hunting, he was famished, and Jacob had the food. Esau is so hungry that when Jacob proposes a deal to Esau, he quickly and flippantly accepts it. Jacob trades a pot of red stew for the birthright of the firstborn. A birthright essentially gave the firstborn a special inheritance, a special authority, and leadership in the household upon his father's death. And Esau's unwise action, preferring a fleeting pot of stew for the magnificent and lasting birthright, serve to demonstrate God's pronouncement to their mother. The older will serve the younger. Jacob now has the familial rights as if he were the firstborn son. Jacob owns the birthright. Now later, Esau may have regretted his decision. But perhaps he consoled himself with the idea that he could still have his father's greatest blessing. As the actual firstborn, he could count on a special blessing from Isaac and even perhaps inheriting those promises that God had first made to his grandfather, Abraham. After all, Esau could tell that he was Isaac's favorite son. We read this in Genesis chapter 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. Here we see old blind Isaac finally about to give his blessing to Esau. Yet the plot thickens as we see Rebecca listening to Isaac and Esau. Soon Rebecca goes to her favorite son Jacob and launches a plot to get the blessing for Jacob instead. She tells Jacob to bring food for her to prepare so that he can go in and act like Esau himself. Further, she and Jacob also plan to disguise Jacob so that his skin even feels hairy like Esau's. Let's see what happens. So Jacob went and took them and brought them to his mother and his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread, which she had prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. Before Esau has a chance to return from his hunting, Jacob enters the room with Isaac. His blind father Isaac is initially suspicious, but upon feeling the goat skin and presuming it's his hairy son Esau, Isaac is content to give the blessing to the son in front of him. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven, and of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be lord over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Jacob, with the help of his mother, has usurped the position of firstborn completely. While he was grasping at the heel of Esau at their birth, He's now achieved total dominance. Jacob had the birthright, and now he has the blessing. Isaac said he would be lord over his brothers, with people serving him and nations bowing down to him. And finally, he uses Abrahamic covenant language, saying, Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Jacob will be the son through whom the Abrahamic covenant will be established. But soon Esau comes back from the field. You can sense the intense emotion of the moment as both men realize they've been bamboozled by the youngest brother. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered him and said, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother." But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. As much as Esau wanted a blessing from Isaac, it sure doesn't seem like a blessing, does it? It appears more negative than positive. Esau will be away from prosperity, living by the sword, serving his brother. All the good from Isaac had been said over Jacob. There wasn't much left for Esau. You can almost feel... How those words from his father must have stung esau's ears before enraging his mind finally we read this now esau hated jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him and esau said to himself the days of mourning for my father are approaching then i will kill my brother jacob Join us next time as we see Esau's rage cause Jacob to flee the land of Canaan. He may have gained the birthright and the blessing, but those don't mean much if you're dead. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2023.